Well, good morning. I'm not quite sure if you can recall what uh, your experience of Hurricane Barry was like, but uh, my experience of Hurricane Barry was actually filled with a lot of grace. Uh, I'm number five of six. I called my dad and said, I want you to come to Thibodeau, and he said no. My brothers called my dad and said, why don't you go to Thibodeau? And my dad said, no. My oldest sister, who is the general, my middle sister, who is the compromiser, called my dad and said, go to Thibodeau. And my dad said, no. My youngest sister, who's the favorite, (laughs) calls my dad, says, go to Thibodeau. My dad says, oh, okay, I'll do whatever you say. So mom and dad spent some time with me at the rectory for Hurricane Barry, and we had a blast. Um, For all of the adult ears in the crowd, well, you know what you do during a hurricane. Uh, I had some some brown liquid in my house, and we put that over ice at 10 o'clock in the morning, and uh, just kidding, it was 11, right? And we just... (laughs) Just help. We just had a blast. Uh, my mom, she doesn't drink a lot, so we were feeding her white Zinderdale in a shot glass. <laughs> you can have one, we'll give you another. I, I had our family genealogy, and I, I went through my genealogy with my dad. I said, Dad, tell me about your aunt so-and-so. And he was telling me stories, and a lot of them I hadn't heard before. And I should have recorded it, right? Everybody's like, oh, did you record it? And I'm like, no. And I was asking my mom about, uh, well, uncle so-and-so or your grandfather. It was awesome. Because I had time. You know, there's nothing else to do during a hurricane except talk and eat, right? Because you don't want to lose everything in the freezer, right? (laughs) Even though the electricity didn't go out. (laughs) But I just sat there and we just talked to my parents. Um, it, it, was, it was extraordinary. Not only did I, I talk to my parents, but I was present to the present moment. And as I, I have been reflecting upon the hurricane, it really has been uh, something that has, has really been an eye-opening experience for me. I can't tell you the last memory I have where I had that much time with my mom and dad. And I can't tell you the the last experience that I had where I was that present to the present moment. There was no phone, there was nothing to do except just talk. Kind of like human beings used to do, you know? I've been thinking a lot about time. It might sound odd for me to make this analogy, but I want you to stay with me. I think time is the new money. I've been sitting with one line in the gospel all week, which is why I wanted to read the fuller version. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. They say our checkbooks are a theological statement. Where you spend your money is a direct reflection of things that you believe about God and what you believe about provision and things like that. I'm not going to get into that today, but you can ponder that statement. 
But where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. What we spend our money on reveals what we deem important. What we spend our money on, whatever money you have, it reveals where your affection is. So that line, I don't necessarily think it's about being poor or rich. I think it's about where's your heart? If you want to know where your heart is, follow the dollar signs. However, I'd like to take a risk today and translate something for you. For where your time is, there also will your heart be. Your time. You want to know what's important to you? Look at your calendar. Follow your time. Because it has been an eye-opening experience for me to admit where my affection is since Hurricane Barry. If I want to know what really has my heart, where's my time going? It, it was an eye-opening experience for me with the hurricane. I've been unpacking it ever since. I work way too much. So if I'm going to follow my time, that's where my time is. Where? Why, why do I work? Well, because I love the Lord and I love the church. And I, I, I want to say yes to what God has in front of me, but... I've had to look deep inside my heart and say, gosh, where's my time going? But you know what? On the back end of that, I've had to ask myself, where does the rest of my time go? Because if time reveals where your heart is, I want to repent if my heart is with ESPN. I, I don't spend time with my family. I don't spend enough time with the people that I love. The time that I do have, please God, I repent if my time is with Facebook, checking on people's posts, which reveals a lifestyle which they really don't live, but they want everybody to think they live like that. So that's why they put their pictures on Facebook like that, right? So if my affection is with Netflix or with, with Facebook or any semblance or hope that I thought that Fox or CNBC actually might report real news, like I repent. Because I have learned that my heart is connected to where I spend my time. Not only that, but I've had to admit to myself that when I'm with people, a whole lot of times I'm not with people. It's me looking in the mirror, how many times I'm on the conversation with my brothers and sisters and I'm looking at a computer screen. Got them on speakerphone. That's the trick, right? Yeah, I'm listening. They might, I'm not there. When I'm with people in front of me, my eyes are looking at them, but they can tell when I have that glazed look on my face because my mind is really on my calendar and what I could be doing if I didn't have to have this conversation with my mom and my dad. I repent for that. But I don't think I'm the only one. Amen? I mean, come on, y'all. Time. I don't know one person who says, I have enough time. Everybody that I talk to says, I wish I had more time. I hear more people tell me they wish they had more time than people say they wish they had more money. Think about that. 
I don't often hear people say, I just wish I had more money. But I often hear people say, I wish I had more time. It's the new money. Where your time is, that's where your heart is. Let me tell you, it's sobering if we all, it's sobering if we all had an honest conversation with the person in the mirror about where does your time go and why does it go there? I repent that it took a hurricane, or at least something that dressed up like a hurricane, right? To get me to spend time with the two people who I tell everybody are the most important people in my world. But my time doesn't reflect that. I can't tell you how many times I stand here at caskets. And I see brothers talking to brothers and sisters talking to sisters and cousins walking down the aisle. Something about death or funerals or graduation from high school or college. whatever. There are major life moments where for some reason we feel compelled to tell people the things that we should have told them a long time ago. I forgive you. I love you. Why does it take funerals to get us to have conversations we should have had 20 years ago? Why does it take hurricanes to force me to slow down and live like a human being? Time. I want to say thank you. Many of you remember from last week that I I leave on Tuesday of this week to go on a 30-day retreat. I will spend 30 days in complete silence with the one who is most important to me because I'm hungry for time. The most exciting thing I'm looking forward to is on Tuesday, I'm telling you now, I'm turning off my phone and my laptop and I'll turn it back on at the end of September. I am fired up about that. But the fact that I'm so excited about that reveals something to me about the other time. And what I've done is I want to bring you, as I said last week, I want to bring you one retreat with me. So of the 150 meditations of the spiritual exercises, I took the 50 that I thought would help you going to go on retreat in the midst of your busy life. That's what 50 days is. That's the map that's available for you after If you want to go on a retreat in the midst of your busy life, the, the map is there. However, the greatest struggle for all of us as a parish family over the next 50 days will not be if God wants to hang out with you. And it won't be, believe it or not, you knowing what to do. What will be the greatest struggle for all of us over the next 50 days to pray every day? Time. Takes 15 minutes a day if you want to pray 50 days. And if we don't have 15 minutes every day, then don't do 50 days. Take five minutes every day and ask yourself, when did your life get out of control? Let me say that again, with great love. I'm speaking to me. But if we don't have 15 minutes every day to spend time with him, 
then don't do 50 days. Just take five minutes and ask yourself, when did your life get to be unhuman? Prayer is to the soul as oxygen is to the body. Let me say that again. Prayer, silence. Not, not, not the rosary, not daily mass, not, not the novenas, but I'm talking some silence with the Lord is to the, is to the soul as oxygen is to the body. What happens if you live your life with depleted oxygen? What's the same thing that happens to your soul when we don't have time for oxygen? You can die without oxygen. And you can spiritually start to die without oxygen. I am presenting to you an invitation from him. 50 days is not for me, it's from him. 50 days is not about an outline, it's about him. 50 days is an invitation for you to spend time with him. And he, starting tomorrow, is on the edge of his seat waiting to spend time with you. My prayer is I enter into silence late Friday night and come out of silence around September 15th or 16th. I will pray for you every day. And I'm going to ask that you pray for me every day. But my prayer, really, for all of us is that whatever we thought was most important over the next 50 days would be cast into a new conversation of priority. I'll make a bet with you. I'll make a bet with you. I bet you. If you stop watching Netflix for 50 minutes a day, at the end of 50 days, you actually might be happier. And if you're not happier with God than you are with Netflix, I give you permission to go back to Netflix. I bet you, if you stopped looking at Facebook for 15 minutes a day, and you spent 15 minutes with Jesus, you'd be happier. And if you're not happier at the end of 50 days, then go back to Facebook. But imagine if God were laying out for you a 50-day intimate conversation about the most important things of your life. Imagine if that were there, and imagine if when you looked at that, you said, nah. I'm sure Trump said something today. Let me go find out what happened. Imagine if you and I actually, when we get to heaven, saw what we passed up because we didn't think we had time. You have time. I have time. And if we want where our hearts are, let's take a look at where we're spending our time. And as we continue to prepare for tomorrow, my prayer is that these next 50 days are filled with grace. On your way out of Mass, if you have not yet picked up the calendar for prayer, do so. 
If you have not yet signed up, then do that today so that our time over the next 50 days can restore where our hearts are. Amen?